Welcome to Under the Blue Lights, West Kept Secret, with me, Heidi Hillman, and West Kept Secret creator, my fabulous business partner, Marissa West. West Kept Secret is a high-intensity, interval-based workout that fuses together different workout focuses into one dynamic format, cardio, strength training, and Pilates. But there's so much more to us in West Kept Secret that isn't fitness, and we're excited to share it with you on this podcast. We want you to feel like you're here with us, Under the Blue Lights. Are you in on it? Hello, everyone. Heidi and Marissa here. We are super excited to be back for episode two. We feel really good about episode one, I think, right? Yeah, got some great feedback and ready to kind of focus in on some topics this time around. Yeah, instead of just talking about our sisters and stuff. So that'll be good. Um, We are recording on Monday. It's December 28th. So we are fresh off of Christmas. And um, we had two classes on Christmas Eve that were super fun. We did 14 people. We played some trap Christmas jams. Marissa wore a bulb light up necklace when she was helping me. She was like my little helper elf. Santa's little helper. That's what I told. (laughs) I'll be the Santa. You be the elf. No problem. Um, But yeah, so uh, Christmas was great. I definitely overindulged. And so I think it was, I think it was great timing for us to do a podcast episode today because we can talk about what, what all we did and what all um, we want to do moving forward. They don't necessarily need to relate to each other. You know, you don't eat a bunch of candy and then feel like you have to work it off necessarily, but what are some of the things we can do. So this is kind of us closing out 2020, kind of looking at the year in review and what our, um, what we're looking forward to for next year. Um, not just in the business, but our own personal fitness and nutrition goals and things like that. So I can start for how my Christmas went. Uh, my husband, Sean and I were, um, staying home. We normally go up to Western New York where he's from to spend it with his family because his mom is like the modern day Mrs. Santa Claus. And we really just finally got to sleep in and we watched um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I love. And then um, we made some food. I did a big breakfast, like all the different sausages, all the eggs, all the types of bread, carbs, bagel, cream cheese, all the good stuff. And then kind of snacked throughout the day and then made some dinner that night, which you were able to stop by for because I forced you into coming to see me on Christmas, (laughs) even though... I should let you stay home and spend time with your family. I made you come over and hang, but no, it was worth it. I know. I was like, I'm cooking all this food. Just come by. So we did what's called chicken surprise, which I'll dive into another time, but it was a nice rice, chicken, veggie dish, which we're thinking about it. It really wasn't that bad for you, but, but let's back it up. I haven't had that much dip or oh dips. that right. dip. Hell of a good dip. Is that yeah. it, Heidi? Mm-hmm. French Since onion. I was in college and I had almost an entire tub worth. Plus the regular chips. Mm -hmm. I just let go during the appetizers. To be fair to me, Marissa was like, I'm coming over and I'm starving. So I was like, oh shit, chicken surprise isn't ready yet. So we put out all these dips, knowing that would make her happy and fulfill her. But then she went hard in the dip, but that was good. Yeah. It's been a while since I've done that. But that's the best part about the holidays is you can truly let go, indulge, and enjoy. And I think we have this stigma around that time of year of, you know, so many companies push you, you have to earn your meal. And, you know, if you don't work out that day, you've, you failed. And it's just so not true. I think as I'm getting older and getting more comfortable with my body, where I'm at and uh, just kind of just in general with my self-esteem to just be able to enjoy. Yeah. I think it's so important. And uh, it took me a long time to get there. So I mean, even since I've known you, it's taken you time. Absolutely. I really like the Marissa now. Yeah. That, that eats. It, 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 was, it was really nice to just let go and indulge. And I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. Um, and I have, you know, kind of the same routine of goal setting that we'll talk about getting into January. Normally how I discuss that with clients and setting them up for success. So I'm going to do the same thing for myself. I know it will just take a couple of weeks to get back on track. Yeah. I'll be there. So yeah. it's just a nice change versus the constant beating myself up every year. Wow. You had three pies in two days, like <laughs> pumpkin, 
you know, the pumpkin, but you know, it, it's a totally different mentality um, this year, which has been really nice. Yeah. Also, I said, Marissa, I like you better now that you eat with me. Not that you didn't eat. Trust right. me. Right. I just think I was harder on myself. First, that's what about, I mean. Yeah. I need to be this way. And yeah. And a little bit more of like a perfectionism mentality. Now it's like, you know what? We've got to have some balance. Enjoy. Life's about enjoying, but it's also about setting an example for clients and it's finding a balance with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, I mean, to top off the night, I made peanut butter chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yeah. So, that was delicious. You know, when you get in the ring, people say that you go toe for toe with your opponent. But Marissa and I went cookie for cookie. We sure did. Every time she ate one, I'm like, where are you at? She's like, I'm at five. I'm going for five. Yeah. I'm at six. Okay. I'm getting to six now. Right. And then I would get one. I'd be like, you want one? And she's like, um, you do. You do. I think you gave me two for the road, too. I, I think we did. got close to 10. We did. But so. they were so good. They were small, but they were delicious. Well worth it. Well worth it. Um, I mean, I didn't feel my best self on the 26th, not from a aesthetic standpoint, from a like internal standpoint. Right, physically, my body wasn't but, happy. Yes, but I was, I'm happy that we did it. We got to spend another holiday together. We were able to spend Thanksgiving together too, which we talked yep. about in the last episode. So, you know, just keeping it moving in 2020. So um, I do think that, I, I, I don't know about you, but I think one of the biggest questions, DMs, reach outs. Like I even got two texts from friends from my hometown today um, is like, well, you know, new year, new me, new year, new you, like, what are you doing? And how are you going to be better in the new year? And everyone has these resolutions. So before we talk about any resolutions or plans or thoughts towards like what we're going to do in general, what is your opinion on the whole new year's resolution like stereotype thing that whoever started it however long ago said, this is the new beginning of a year. And, and these are the times that you pick things that you're going to try and change about yourself. What do you think about that idea? It's funny you say that because so I'm 32 and I would say up until about 27, you believed in Santa Claus, <laughs> 13, 13, but up until 27, I'll be honest. I was not a fan of New Year's resolutions. And again, I think it comes from this perfectionism mentality and kind of an all or nothing mentality of New Year's resolutions. You should be great all year long. I, I understand. Now, I think that was my mindset before. Yeah. And again, as every year, you know, ticks away, as life happens, as things get busier and additional challenges happen in your daily life in your year in review, my mentality has totally changed on New Year's resolutions and there's a lot of gray. And I've also done a lot of analysis with clients on what's worked and what can set you up for success for the entire year. So now it's less of you should be great all year and it should be more of let's embody resolutions if you're that type of person. First of all, are you a believer in that? If you are great, let's talk about how to do it and how to set yourself up for success, which again, I do with myself now and I do with clients because I know I'm not perfect. I'm not able to be great all year on my diet and my exercise. So with that being said, um, I'm a big fan of being kinder to yourself after the holiday by easing into January. And what I mean by that is typically New Year happens, maybe you're hungover, you eat again, on you know new year's eve it's a big blowout and then the next day it's like balls to the wall i'm going in for results and then after two weeks you're burned out on the diet that you chose on the workout that you chose and it's you're kind of back at square one so what i have been doing personally and what i encourage clients to do is to spend the month of january just journaling and what i mean by that is when you hear about a new workout to try or, you know, another local studio opening up like us, my mm -hmm. kept secret, um, or another healthy recipe that you've heard that you want to try to cook, write it down and then set a couple of short-term goals, which short-term goals to, to me are six months. And that would be for diet and exercise. And that would be, for example, I'm going to eat and cook. I'm going to eat clean two days out of the week. That's going to be my goal. That's attainable. That's reasonable for my schedule. Um, I'm going to scale back on alcohol by finding ranges. So for example, if I know during the holidays, I was drinking a glass of wine every night for five days straight. Now I'm going to peel back and do two glasses of wine throughout the week. 
Um, and workouts, um, my goal is to walk twice a week for 30 minutes. And that would be a blueprint for somebody, a novice exerciser, exerciser just starting out. But um, journaling, coming up with something that sounds good to you, if you don't have a personal trainer or somebody who's able to help you with that, this is a great way for you to do it. Then what I recommend is reevaluating those goals every single week, like on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. So your, your week is in review. How did I do? Where can I improve? What can I maybe add for next week and doing it slowly? And then February is when you really start to amp up that blueprint. So now we start adding to February. We start adding an additional day of exercise. Mm -hmm. Maybe we pull back a little bit more on the alcohol and we increase on the healthy eating, whatever that looks like for you as an individual. So I like to kind of ease into January, find that blueprint from week to week, reevaluate. And once I have that routine in place, then I start adding February, adding, you know, additional um, workouts and healthy recipes or scaling back on the alcohol, whatever it is. So that's kind of my blueprint yeah. for um, success for the new year is kind to yourself in January, explore what works for you, journal about it, plan for it. And then February, we go hard in the paint. Yeah, I did actually have a kind of a flip story. First of all, a couple years ago, um, maybe not a couple, a few, I think that's more than a couple. I went to a friend's house for New Year's Eve. Sean was there. We were all there um, out in Airsley. And we, you know, drank, did the whole New Year's thing. The ball dropped. The next day, I kid you not, because everything was closed on New Year's Day. We were so hungover. I ate McDonald's twice. Twice. Woo! I got the same order. I was, I will tell that story and laugh so hard about it. Like, because it's so disgusting when you think about it. Like, even once, but like twice, like, there's like literally nothing else you could find or do to like give yourself food like twice. So I would like to move past those times in my life. Everyone knows um, that we'll Sean still so loved me then. So, you know, we're married now and that's a good thing. Um, on the flip side, two years ago, I did sober January, which everyone talks about. Right. Um, and I, it's weird. I didn't think it was going to be hard, but um, there was definitely a couple of times where I, I felt, um, that pressure kind of when you're out to eat with friends or doing stuff, it was kind of like, okay, I want to hang out with my friends more. Everyone was home for the holidays. So like, I want to get back together with people. A lot of people were drinking more. There was a new bachelor premiere um, on ABC and everyone was just, you know, drinking wine. And it was actually like a little tough, but I will say like sticking to a true 30 days, no alcohol um, was such a, like such a small thing to do that I felt made a huge difference. Not necessarily by the way I looked, the way I felt definitely. And I'm not even a big drinker now as it is, but like just knowing like there is no chance for me to even have a glass of wine that leads into three, like right. in a, for a whole month. So that was definitely a, a lot of progress since my McDonald's day. Definitely. And I think with alcohol immediately, you're going to feel more energy, clear headed. You're going to be able to wake up with an extra pep in your step for your day you are, if you amortize the amount of calories, carbs, sugar that you're drinking in whatever alcohol choice you have over a year period of time, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Right. It's just not worth it. So I think it's interesting because your that approach for you was a 30 days, I'm just going to go cold turkey on this and it worked for you. And that's great. And for me, I found, I think I'm so hard on myself. If I had a misstep, it'd be like game over for me. Right. And really, um, I would get really down on myself. So for me, it's like a kinder, slower, you know, lead into January. For me, yeah. what I found in the past has worked. And I think that's what's fun is you have to experiment with it. What has worked, what doesn't, and what leads you to be successful for the rest of the year. Because honestly, living a healthy lifestyle is all about forming positive habits to set yourself up for success in the coming year. Amen. Boom. Amen, sister. That's how I feel about that. That's right. I love that. So yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Maybe I'll try the journaling thing in January. I Every Sunday, check in with how you're doing. Yeah. I need to do that. I um, I, I want to talk about kind of 2020 and like year in review and like sure. where you and I were together at this time last year, which is crazy to think about, um, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but as far as the workouts go, um, we tell people all the time, like that our workout, you know, a high intensity interval training class, total body strength, cardio, Pilates, all the things that um, it's good to do 
you know, multiple times a week. Right. But I do think there's something to be said for in January, people are going to get buck wild crazy. Yes. And they're going to be booking up every single day. And you do have to give yourself at least a day for your body to recover and build your muscles back leaner, stronger. Um, so like if someone that comes to our class a lot or is an unlimited member or someone who, someone who doesn't even live in Charlotte that does hit a lot, whether it's classes or their personal own training, what would you say to them as far as like, you know, don't go overboard? Like, how would you tell them like in January, what would you say to them? Definitely. Uh, it's, it's tough because everyone's body can handle a different amount of high intensity or cardio or strength. My best tip um, is listen to your body. When you start feeling sore muscles, it's time for a rest day. Yeah. And I'm, you know, you know, preaching to the to the choir here because yeah. I sometimes don't take my own advice. She sure don't, yeah. But I'm I'm working on it. But when you feel you do a workout and you are at working at a 50% because your muscles are tired, your energy's down, you need a rest day. Right. So that's just like number one. Okay. But in general, for your week, a good goal is you know, three days of high intensity. So for example, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, having two rest days in there and then having a cardio day where you're just getting a nice calorie burn from that is a great week where you're not overdoing it. It would be awesome to kind of start out. Um, but when in doubt, if you're worn down, you need to take the rest day. When in doubt, sit it out. Great tip. <laughs> because injuries will happen, burnout will happen. And your endorphin rush is not worth the injury. Yes. As tough it is, as it is. Yeah. I have FOMO with workouts too. Yeah. But you can do something else like do an active rest day, like walk your dogs two miles and at least you've moved and you'll feel better and get the endorphin release. Yeah, totally. I think too, you know, living in North Carolina, we are lucky that we have good weather throughout this time and we can do those kind of outdoor activities. Um, so I would say maximize those as well. Absolutely. But of course, That's a good question. anyone that lives in Charlotte, we want you to be yeah. seeing us as much as possible. Bring your ass to class. Bring your ass to class, but when in doubt, sit it out. Boom. There's a rhyme right there. Those are the two lines to live by. Yeah. From Heidi and Marissa. That's your tip, <laughs> your nugget tip for the day. <laughs> Take it, y'all. Stick it in your pocket. Take it with and you. And manifest it. And manifest that shit. Um, okay. So... Um, something else I think too, going back to what you're saying, as far as tips or habits that people can form that are small and they can make a difference. Um, we get this question a lot too. So I kind of wanted to talk about, um, one, I definitely want to talk and we don't need to go too much into this. I want to do like a whole episode about fasting, Oh yeah. um, intermittent fasting. I really want to talk about that because you and I have had such different experiences with ourselves, with clients and all those things. Um, but something that Marissa actually told me to do or, you know, recommended was that, um, I know, and I know it seems silly, but when you wake up in the morning, like the first thing you should be doing is like drinking water. Correct. And it's so crazy to me because at night, every night before bed, I always fill up a cup of water and at no point throughout the night do I touch it. It's on my bedside table. If I wake up to use the restroom or I hear my dog or something, there is a chance I may grab for it and take a sip. But when you think about it, like if you're truly getting a good seven to eight hours of sleep a night and you are not, all you're doing is sleeping and breathing, you're getting zero liquid, zero H2O water to your body. Like when you wake up, you should be like parched, like famished. Yes. And I don't know why for so long that wasn't the case for me. Um, I would definitely drink my cold brew before anything else, which is like, Ooh, is like what? Yeah. <laughs> So Marissa, you know, definitely said when you wake up, you need to chug a glass of water, even if it's not something that you want or that tastes good to you right then. And something else that I feel kind of like even upped it a little bit more, especially in the morning was putting a lemon in the water. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Like the citrus, it's like, it like quenched your thirst. It quenches your thirst just like unlike just regular water. Absolutely. I'm such a big fan of, of pairing your water with a lemon, um, especially with the cold winter months. Cause I feel like you're, like you said, you're reaching for hot tea, you're reaching for coffee, you're reaching for something that's going to warm your body, right. especially first thing in the morning, you're freezing cold. You want to stay in bed, but drinking water and it could be a warm cup of water with lemon. It's so soothing. It's going to help kickstart your metabolism for the day. 
it nourishes your body with vitamin C and it, and it does assist with burning fat on a cellular level, which is just an extra bonus. Definitely. So uh, I am the worst water drinker ever. I mean, there are days where I drink one glass Yo, of water. Yo, when I met Marissa, she told me that she didn't like the taste of I don't of like water. the taste. I still don't like the taste of water. I don't get it. I just don't. Even the, you know, Fiji or um, there's Toscana, there's this Italian water and it's velvety. It's better, yeah. but it definitely ain't no... Ain't no lemon water. If I throw a lemon in it or a cucumber, I'm set up better for the taste. You know, Seoul, where we went to eat dinner, has the cucumber water. I love that. It's so good. That, see, I chugged. Do you see how many times we filled it up? Yes, I do. If I did. Throw it in there, friends. It's going to make a big yes. difference for you. It will. It will truly set off your day and get you get you going um, in the right direction. So, huge fan of that. And if someone were to say. I like, and I like asking you the questions because I already know all the answers. <laughs> right. So, and then we, we kind of tag team Yeah. Off. Like I like when you explain it to the, so fasting again, I want to talk about this on another episode, but real quick, if someone was like, I would like to try intermittent fasting in January or February or sometime in 2021 early on, like a quick tip to them, how to ease into it. Don't get buck wild crazy. What would your advice be? Hands down. There's so many ways to do it. You can do the extended, you know, 16 or 18 hour intermittent fast where you're um, sleep, you're, excuse me, I was going to say sleeping in later. No, you are yeah. getting up at your normal time, but you're eating around 11 or 12. I just feel like for the regular Joe, we're going about our day. We don't have time for that. You have kids. How can you sync up your schedule? They're eating, you're not. And it's, it's honestly torture. So with that being said, Hands down, the most effective way and easiest way to get your body comfortable with trying intermittent fasting is just doing a traditional 12-hour fast. So, for example, um, if you did, you finished your dinner at 6 p.m. and then you ate your breakfast at 6 a.m., you're doing your 12-hour fast, essentially evening, morning, and then while you're sleeping, so then you're not even thinking about it. You're asleep. So you can't even worry. Am I hungry? Hopefully you don't wake up. Sometimes that happens. You just have to kind of drink some water and go back to bed. But that is a very traditional 12 hour fast. It's going to essentially be like hitting the reset button on your body. Um, the fasting period truly allows for any fat reserves to be tapped into and then properly burned. And the best part is you'll be ravenous in the morning and you're ready to eat my favorite uh, meal of the day, which is breakfast. <laughs> but the best way to think about it, and this is what I tell clients. Y'all can't see me, but I was shaking my head. Your, your metabolism is like a computer. And I told you this day one during PT. Yeah. If you keep shutting it, literally closing it, and you don't actually turn off your computer or do a restart. It's going to get slow. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in my MacBook, I just shut it. I shut it and open it. And after about 30 times, the spinning wheel of death comes up yeah. on your MacBook, right? And you're like, damn, it's the same thing with your metabolism. If you're not doing a hard reset, that's going to happen. But this way, 12 hours, and you could do 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. That's what I do for my schedule. It's really schedule uh, efficient for whatever works for your lifestyle. So that would be my suggestion. Try a 12 hour fast, do it with what works for your schedule, see how it feels and then reevaluate after that. Noted. Boom. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So before we end the episode talking kind of about 2020 in review and where we were at this time last year, which I've mentioned, um, I actually heard something on a podcast that I was listening to. I was running yesterday that was so interesting about um, the host was interviewing um, a lady that is, you know, to the public eye, someone that's been dubbed as someone who's just super pretty and kind of Barbie like and almost quote perfect. And I think that sometimes when you and I and our team were doing these photo shoots and, you know, we're posting uh, a picture to advertise our classes, like we look great. And that's, that's the point, you know, right. we, we look great. You feel great. I truly, I truly think that. But I think that there is a misconception um, and this kind of all I think ties into resolutions too, just in the sense of like, don't be so hard on yourself. Oh yeah. Is like what our um, insecurities are. Whew, where do I start? I know. So the lady that she had asked that question, she was like, I'm always worried about my weight. I'm always worried about, you know, recently someone, you know, has been saying how oh, I don't have good fashion sense and style. And I thought my clothes were great and those types of things. 
all, everyone has their thing. Um, so I was going to say, I think that we should share those with everyone so that they know that we're in it together and especially moving into the new year, new you doesn't have to be, um, looks, it can be a feeling, it can be a mental state. It can be, um, you know, just small changes you're making for your skincare, your hair washing schedule, your clean eating, um, that self-care reading a book. It doesn't always have to be like, how do I, how can I new year, new me? How do I look better? So what you got, Marissa? Like I said, where do I start? Let's start with oh, like my, my list could go on baby for for hours. I, I got a couple good ones to right. start with, but I, I do I, I do think it's really important um, that you know being raw and honest uh, in these type of conversations because I really get the opportunity to, to sit down with somebody and say, well, here here are my insecurities. Uh, although you get the brunt of them, <laughs> um, but a few just come from um, personal. So. I expect me to be the walking billboard for the business. So if I'm not on my game at the top of my game, I feel like I failed my clients and I feel like I failed the business. So with that being said, um, even today, after the holiday teaching class, I did not feel my best. And um, an insecurity for me was, you know, just, you know, a client catches me at a bad angle where I'm demoing a movement and, you know, I'm not as lean or as toned as I was in a photo a month ago because I was working really hard for a photo shoot. And that's an insecurity. If a client is to look at me and say, wow, one of the owners can't even get her shit together. Well, why am I here if she can't do it? I don't believe in the product. And that for me is a major insecurity because I wanna be on my game 24 seven, but again, trying to be kinder to myself and say, it's not, it's not life, that's not realistic. and. I'm still great. I'm still worthy. These people still believe in me and hopefully believe in me in a relatable sense to say, wow, you know, maybe they won't even notice, but maybe they they're like, wow, that's not, that's not Marissa's best angle, but you know what? Her booty looks great. Even if her abs don't look fabulous. So, um, that's something that that's really big for me is just a client or somebody seeing me out where I'm not on top of my game physically, because at the end of the day, I feel like we are the billboard for the business and we, we have to be on our game a yeah. lot most of the time. I feel that one. I Stuff. feel that one deep. Stuff. Yeah. How like, about you? Well, I mean, yeah, to tap on that, I mean, I will have like a, maybe a bigger dinner or one that's maybe more sodium filled. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, you know, teaching the next morning at five 30 and my stomach has had zero chance to go down or chill. And, um, you know, we're in just, leggings and this little tank top and it's like well damn i mean um but sometimes i'm like you know what this is what you get and so right you have to wear your sodium you face up with pride <laughs> um so yeah that's definitely an insecurity of mine too um another one for me it, it kind of all ties in the same one same thing but like i was talking to my sister about this the other day actually when we were on the phone before christmas that like when we were growing up like our mom we never really did like like makeup and hair and like girly stuff and so even in college, um, I never had like, I didn't go and like buy like a lot of makeup. I had like Clinique powder. Right, right. Or, you did your best. Yeah, I did my best. And I think that that's kind of still where I'm at. Like you've obviously been super helpful and just like little tips and tricks that yeah. you don't have to put in a ton of effort and you can still like leave the house in mascara and feel a different way or, um, you know, put your hair this way or braid it over here and, um, or like a nice ponytail with just a little bit of. Uh, you know, body in the back. Oh yeah. But I think for me, like I, you know, again, we kind of put out this vibe, this fierce, you know, um, strong vibe, which I love. Powerful. Pa very powerful. But sometimes I'm like, you know, if I don't put on like a little bit of under eye and I see someone at the local yes. optimist hall or like a joint where you can get food and they're like, Oh, she looks tired. Um, I just feel a little insecure about like kind of my not knowledge, I guess, towards like just regular girly, like wearing makeup, doing your hair. Like I always feel like I struggle with that. Do you know what's so funny? I, that's something I admire about you. Th that I don't wear makeup because really? Because you, you naturally are beautiful and you, oh, and thanks. really you're like, you know what, this is good enough. I'm confident and you can go about your day and I'm like, damn, I wish I could do that. But see, secretly I'm insecure about it. 
but that's what's so crazy. I would never have known that. Yeah. And that's something I wish I could be more like. Yeah. So your insecurity, it might be there, but just know somebody, somebody's, somebody somewhere amazing. is wishing upon the same star. Yeah. That's, right. that's really cool. All right. Cool. Was Kept Secret is a hit style workout born in Charlotte, North Carolina, fusing Pilates, cardio, and strength training together, providing a one-stop shop workout which our clients and class takers love. While our signature in-person methodology incorporates machines at each station, our streaming subscription is now available to do anytime from anywhere with no props and still get a great sweat in with over 60 videos to choose from. Head over to westkeptsecret.co slash login L-O-G-I-N to try your first session for free and see if you want to become the next West Kept Secret streamer. Okay, now what's another one for you? I have two more big ones. All right. One is fitness related. One is just personal image related. Okay. Um, I'll start with the fitness one. The fitness one is I have a major insecurity, believe it or not. I think people think instructors were very confident on the mic. Even as one of the owners, I'm creating some of these movements. It's like, this bitch knows what she's doing, right? Well, yes, but I get really insecure if I screw something up. You know, the other day, I, I think I said toe down instead of heel up or something like that. And we always tell our trainers, just roll with the punches, laugh it off, keep going. But again, I think I hold myself to a higher standard of every single class should be perfect. The client experience needs to be perfect. The demo, all your cues and occasionally left leg comes out instead of right leg, uh, you know, crazy things come out of my mouth that I'm like, oh my gosh, did I just say that? Or I'm a little, I'm a little insecure, embarrassed that that's what just came out. Yeah. So um, again, just not being so hard on myself and just trying to roll with the punches, I think is, is definitely a goal for me to work on that insecurity because it, it's definitely there. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's just, it's masked by confidence. Yeah. But there's that fleeting moment when I screw something up and then it's just like, yeah, my heart, my heart drops that I screwed up. I hate when I'm, something. when I'm doing the demo and I get like out of breath Ooh, and I'm yes. like, like there, let's say there's six stations and like by number three, I'm like out of breath and I'm like, this is so embarrassing. How am I going to get through this? And people are going to be like, Oh wow. That girl can't even, she's supposed to be one of the owners and like works out here and she can't even like talk without you know, huffing and puffing right now. But you do a really good job of in that situation. Cause I heard you do that recently. And you, and you said, you were like, this is going to be tough. And I'm already breathing hard on the demo. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's relatable. So I, I don't know. I feel like you do a better job of just rolling with the punches and laughing off a yeah. potential mistake. Yeah. So I don't even see you being insecure there, but for me, I'm like, ah, and then it kind of, it, I started going down a, a rabbit hole. Yeah. Of, of, what else? And then you think too much and it's like, you need to be just, teaching and not thinking so much. Exactly. But the more I am teaching versus just being with one-on-one -on -one clients, if you make a mistake with one person, it's totally different versus a class setting. For sure. I'm, I'm definitely getting more comfortable. Yeah. Um, so that's-, that's I tripped one. over a roadblock the other day. <laughs> I'm talking like hit it with my, you know, it's so funny. Jill did it in class on Saturday. It's that same move, the roadblock in front of the reformer. Oh yeah. Cause it's hard to miss it. it, it, it it's easy to miss it cause it blends in with the ground. Yes. It's the roadblock is this block that we use that you can like do toe taps on, jump over, side jump, all the things. Burpees. You burpees, you can lay back on it, do chest wise, a lot of good stuff. But it is a black block and our floor is black. And so we're wearing these masks or these face shields that we're teaching. And so like our peripherals are all jacked up and you're walking like, I'm telling you, my toe hit it and I did the biggest leap step forward. I mean, I almost was in a split and I was like, oh, that came out of nowhere, but I wanted to die. And the, the two girls that were at the station that could see me stopped in the middle of their workout and were like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, keep going. Oh my gosh. But I mean, hilarious. I like ate it. I was like, damn. Your recovery sucks. though is remarkable. Yeah. I got, I got to give it to you. I definitely had to just kind of laugh at myself. Yeah. Uh, and I think for me, my last one yeah. is, is kind of goes back back in the day day I think it comes from uh just dance and performance and being in front of a crowd but um just like skin man for me I mean you know this the first photo shoot oh we my did God. if I am breaking out 
it's like the end of the world for me. If I have a pimple, but a lot of times- Her breakouts, guys, is like a pimple that hasn't even risen to the surface yet. Sometimes when they're under the skin, man, those just, they bring you down and- <sighs> You're just like, why? And I think, I think for me at this point, at 32, I'm like, why do I have a pimple? Like, for sure. I, that's for ridiculous. Sure. And I have wrinkles. Like we got to choose one or the other. So definitely if, if I am breaking out, I immediately felt, feel self-conscious and insecure going out of the house. And I think that's where wanting to put on a little bit more makeup has come from in the past. But I will say this with good skincare, it definitely has made me feel more comfortable going out with less makeup on and feeling confident. I will say this year, especially I have been extremely proud of you for your getting ready. Time. Your, yes. Your decrease in getting ready time and your ability to kind of roll with it. Even if you're not like feeling or looking like to your standard 100, even though I think you always look great. Um, so yeah, you've done a way better job about that. That's all I as long oh, as she'll improve. We'll literally go to like start streaming and she'll like point to a pimple with like her pinky now and be like, Do you see this? Do you see this? And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. It just sends me to a tizzy. And but then like, as, as everybody probably knows, then you go, you start picking it and it starts into this whole thing yeah. going on. Yeah, for sure. So I remember when we first started streaming, you were like so concerned about and, and me too, about like the way we looked on camera as far as like not dying in the workout and like yes. But you, but then what happened is this summer when I was traveling more like to our lake house up north, all I could do was stream or do the Zooms because of the pandemic. So I would do some of the episodes, whereas you'd never had to because you live where your right, stu the right, first right. studio we had was and you always run outside. That's like your go-to. So like I had to like say – I had to realize that like I put my AirPods in and this person, aka you, or maybe – I think I actually took one by myself, which was hilarious to hear myself teaching myself – um, like at, at zero point in the entire episode, did I look, well, obviously I knew the movements, but right. once I realized like what you were saying, like, okay, she said burpee with what I would see what I was doing or the person doing it. And I would just do it. And I would literally wouldn't look at the screen the whole time. So like, it started to get easier for us as far as like how much we cared in the sense of like, we still like want to look great. Like, you know, our outfit, our hair and makeup and like doing the moves, right. And like not taking like a full on child's pose break for five minutes. Right. But like, I was like, the craziest part is literally people do not watch this. All they do is listen. Like we could do an audio streaming and people would do that, I bet. It, it took me so long to face that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, I, we're going to record again because I looked like an absolute trash can trying to get through the workout with my <laughs> br mouth breathing and sweat flying everywhere. And now it's just, it is what it is. It's hard. It's relatable, but also we do have fun and we do smile yeah. and we have to take breaks. And so- I think just trying to do the workout the best we can that day yes. is all, all we can ask for now. I also feel like we learned a lot about each other's um, like mannerisms and like looks. Like I feel like you and I got to know each other so well through streaming because like we couldn't talk during it. Like once you press play, like it's on like Donkey Kong. So it's like I would have to like get eyes from you or I would have to give you eyes. And it was like we just knew what the other person meant. Oh, I'm like, if you add another push-up, yeah. There was the, if you add another push-up, I I'm gonna I'm gonna kill yeah. you. Or it was when I had to do mountain climbers and then the the for this fifth station, and then the first station was like push-ups. Oh yeah. And I was like, girl, I was literally just on my shoulders for four minutes, and you knew it. You were like, you knew in that moment, like, oh, we shouldn't have done this. Yeah. But we were already in it. Yeah. But so I did like how we really got to know each other's like body language and things like that, because that was really funny. I love it. I got a little and topic, but remember that one where you ended and you were, I think it was the orange pants. The orange pants one. And you were, you were, you were flat on the floor for I was five flat. minutes. And I was literally like, that was such a great workout. I'm honestly surprised this is a streaming service, but also like get away from me right now. <laughs> and then like I would I like texted a few of our streamers, like, yo, when this one drops, like get ready to have your world rocked. Hashtag orange pants. Hashtag orange pants one. Um and any other insecurities for you? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the ones that you said, I feel the same way. Um, again, I think it's just more like when I was growing up and doing like cheerleading and stuff, like we took photos and stuff, we were always just like moving. And so like the posy thing has never been like my thing, but, um, you obviously been really helpful, but I mean, you can think back to the first couple shoots, dude, one of our photographer <laughs> that come we come a long way. Yes. We used him a lot. Um, he, 
you know, I would tell him like, I know when we get these photos back, like I can feel my eyes like really big. And he would say, so I'd be like, can you just like tell me? So we'd start clicking away and then he'd be like, Heidi, you're getting those, um, you're getting those deer eyes again. I'm like, deer eyes. Well, I didn't call him deer eyes. You just called him deer eyes. So thanks. So it's just like little things like that. And I mean, I know people are like, oh my God, are they really talking about their insecurities with like a photo shooter, how they sound on the mic or when they're teaching. But like, I think when you're in this world and there's like so many expectations of you, yes, insecurities are a lot stronger. Um, and I also feel like personally, like we had this conversation yesterday. Sometimes I kind of feel like, um, if I don't know, like what's going on in your head, like whether it's with a family member, a friend, my husband, I kind of go in my own rabbit hole about like what I think that person's yes. thinking. And I like have all these ideas of like, did I do something wrong? Was I not 100%? Like the other day you were like, I'm going to take your 730 tomorrow. And I was like, why? Oh my God, oh, did yeah. I do something I wrong? Like, I was like, bro, I just need to take it because it's going to rain. I don't have the opportunity to get another right. workout in. It had nothing to do and with And she's that. like laughing at me. Like, what are you talking about? You're co-owner. Right. Like, of course, what you did is fine when you're teaching. What are you talking about? So, and I think it's important for my, you know, our trainers to listen to this and hear that. Like, absolutely. They're not the only ones that get nervous or get in their own head either. So I think from a relationship standpoint too, like, I wish that I was better about um, not reading too much into a text or an email or um, not overthinking things. And I think that comes a lot from just insecurity that I don't really know where it comes from. I, I have That's no idea. That- it's just like, why am I like that? I don't know, but I have to work on it. Um, because it just leads, it's like the road to nowhere. But that's the first step. It's kind of going, here's what's happening. I know what's happening. How do I fix it? But one thing you just said that I I think is relatable is the the photo shoots to somebody else might be like, you know, well, I don't do photo shoots that that doesn't have anything to do with me. But I had a client recently tell me how insecure she was just taking her job, her job headshot where, you know, they just bring somebody in with the camera and, you know, you're against the white background, they take it for their website, for yeah. their company. She was like, it literally, like, I just don't like being in front of the camera and I don't feel confident. You're in a lot of photo shoots. Can you just like help me? And I was yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, let, let's get this smiles going. Do you like smiling with your teeth or whatever? And, but for her, it was like, wow, I'm seeing a lot of what you're saying in just an everyday person. Absolutely. And just a different level. Yeah. And so I think it, I think it is relatable. Um, you know, even if someone's not doing a fitness photo shoot in a sports bra and, you know, yeah. leggings, it can still relate. Like you still to, want to look good in a picture. Yeah, I think most people your do. Yeah. Not, not just looking good. Right. I think, like I said, the whole feeling good. So yeah. yeah. Um, cause we, we have a client and she, um, I got her Christmas card and I was like, Oh my God, this is so cute. You and the kids look great. And she was like, I, we had taken a photo like earlier in the summer that I was just like, okay, we're all four in it. We're all, we all have our eyes open. I'm using it for the best we can. Right. She's like, but when I started working out with you guys and doing my nutrition and all those things, um, around Thanksgiving, I was kind of like, my father-in-law has that new iPhone 12. Like let's take a couple in the backyard. And that's the one I use because I could truly see a significant difference. Um, only after six weeks of working out with you guys. And I was like, I mean, that's the thing is like, even a Christmas card that you're sending out to all your closest friends and family, like you're working hard. You deserve to have that fulfilling feeling of sending out this card and feeling great about what you look like on the front of it. Definitely. And even just maybe her shoulders were back a little bit right. more. And like that just showed a little bit more confidence and happiness in herself and with her family. And that, yeah. that goes a long way. So For sure. I love that. Yeah. I think it is re- uh, relatable. And um, we all struggle with these, these insecurities and it might be a little bit more heightened in certain professions, Yeah. but we all deal with it day to day, especially women. Yeah. We get it and we understand. And and we're here for you. We're here for you. And one day, maybe we'll just do an episode of a bunch of insecurities. And we can have people DM us what theirs are. And we could read them all out. So I was going to say, we, just, we don't have enough hours. No. I mean. No, we don't. Whew. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think that the way um, that I thought we could kind of end the podcast, since we've already told a, um, a secret about ourselves last episode, we need to get some guests on and make them tell secrets. Um, would be just kind of like 2020 in review. We recently did an interview um, with another podcast and he asked us, you know, kind of like what were our highs and lows, which I thought was so interesting. I laughed because I definitely watched the Kardashians and they would do like a peek in a pit of their yes. vacations or whatever. Their day or whatever. Their day, I love yeah. That. And I was like, that's so interesting um, because – I think what we realized in answering that question, we talked about it after the podcast was over, that for every low, 
there was a high, mm -hmm. but I also don't think, and we didn't talk about this part. I don't think that people think, I know they're like, okay, they're in fitness. It's a pandemic. No one's open. Or now you're opening up to wear masks. I get it. But there was like so much more to it than just being like, we had to shut our doors. Like everyone else in America, like there was just so much on the line. And I don't think that our situation was worse off than anyone else's by any means. Um, but I also feel like we had to, for all the lows that we had highs come from, I'll get to my point, is we had to work really hard to turn that low into a high. Definitely. Well, I think a lot of people, whether it was personal or business people, just hung out in their low. Definitely. And or the lows just like kept coming. Like there were like three or four lows yes. every time we got another mandate. Right. It's another two weeks. It's another three weeks sure. or whatever. You're like another low, yeah. another low. And every time we got one of those, whatever it was, it was like, all right, we got it. We got to go do, do a big high for those three lows. Yes. Like, how can we do it? Absolutely. So we don't talk about it too long, but I figured, you know, last episode of the year, it was definitely an interesting, weird, hard learning year. Um, but I would like to set the stage. So as I said, set it. It's December 28th today. December 28th last year, you, me, and trainer Haley, mm -hmm. uh, she was not pregnant at the time, were doing a workout on Folly Beach outside of Charleston because it was my wedding weekend week. Yeah. Week, yeah. So I got married on New Year's Eve, which was on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I believe this was Saturday morning, the 28th that yes. we did this. We we did one day where I came to you and we did like a hotel workout. Yes. I kind of, I made the workout up and then we all did it together. We all did it. Yeah. And then y'all drove up to Folly to be on the beach. And yep. then we did like some cardio and yes. some body weight. So we ran like, I'd say like down three and back three miles. Yeah. And then every mile we stopped and did like burpees and pushups and like, the fact that we were in tank tops and leggings running on a beach. Carefree, baby. Carefree. We didn't know what this year was Hell going to do no. to us. We were like, Heidi's getting married. We are right at the end of our lease negoci negotiations for this space. We literally, for like that G-Eazy song, this is going to be your year. Yeah. I feel like you're like, this is our year. This is our this year. This is our year. It's going to be my year. Every time. Every time. And then, you know, more friends and family started getting in. Tuesday rolled around. We had a fabulous day getting ready together, you, me, Haley, and the other bridesmaids. Um, it was, I mean, to me, the, the wedding, wedding of the century. No, oh, I'm just yeah. kidding. It was, it was just like the best night. And it, everyone was happy. It was so fun. We had an after party. It's ringing midnight. And then the next day, we drove back to Charlotte. And Sean and I left for our honeymoon in St. Lucia. Yep. And... While we were there, we had said to ourselves, not, you know, made, we didn't make it some huge stink that we're going to like really try to not work. I right. mean, that's pretty standard. Um, but he knew and I knew that we had this lease kind of waiting in the wings. And so that was definitely going to be a hot point if that were to come through. And lo and behold, two days before we left St. Lucia, both, you know, the, all the lawyers had talked. We were finally where we needed to be. And it was time to sign that bitch. Yeah. So I'm cruising home from St. Lucia. Like it's going to be our year. It's oh gonna yeah. Be we, our were year. Hey, hey. we were ready to crush. We were, we were like, y'all, our open date was supposed to be in May. Like and we literally have like fire, like yes. coming off of our shoulders, ready to like yes. tackle out of all year. of our pores and yes. the whole shebang. So then I was like, all right, we got to get to work. We need a team. We need more people, whatever. We had done interviews, yeah. auditions, things like that. Kind of chosen who we wanted and all those things. But now it was like, we got to bring them together. We all got to meet. We got to do training. We got to do all this stuff. So we did that at our Plaza studio where we're at right now. Yeah, it feels great. I know, say, this is very nostalgic here. It feels great to be back in here. Um, and then... All that was super great. We got into that. We, you know, we're continuing to run classes. Everyone was practicing all the things. And then, whew, and then I went home to Fayetteville for my best friend's birthday, Casey, who got engaged on Christmas. Yay, like, Casey. Like three days ago. So I'm really excited for her. Um, so her and her boyfriend, I, we went there. Uh, we were celebrating her birthday. And me and Marissa are, I'm literally at a brewery, like, walking to and from like the picnic table, like, what are we doing to we're, we're going to decrease class sizes. Okay. So now we're cutting people out of class. We're sending 
Oh, we're sending emails out like from my phone at this brewery. I'm making a list of like who to stay in class, who to keep away. We're thinking, how are we going to distance this? Now they're saying this thing called, what's this thing called social distance where we have to keep our distance from people. Um, all this crap on that and, Saturday. And remember originally with COVID, it was all about touch. Yes. And it's like, shoot, are we wearing gloves to work out? Like, how is this going to go? Right. And as, you know, time's gone on, it's been more about, you know, the droplets going through the air. Right. And none of us, nobody knew what was no going one on. It was Even a, the scientists. It was a hot mess express. I mean, everyone in the world was going through some shit, but like, even just our small little, like urgent trying to figure this out. That was on Saturday, the 14th. And then the 16th was Monday. And we were like, all right. So now things have changed. Things were changing every hour, every hour. And then finally on the morning of the 17th, we, we noticed on the night of the 16th, every gym in Charlotte, well, those who were, you know, kind of following the rules right, and, and right. really some people didn't care. They didn't care. Hey, that's their prerogative. That we is, weren't going to go down like we that. We were not. And I think it had a lot to do with the unknown. Like if I knew that someone could come into our gym and not get COVID, maybe I would say we wouldn't break the rule. Right. Or we, you know, we would break the rule. Right. But like, why would we, we just didn't want to, no. Yeah, it's too much liability and a, I'm a risk taker, but not that much. No. So long story short, we uh, stopped all of our classes, closed the studio and told all the trainers who were just beyond excited to be a part of the team that like everything has halted. It was devastating. Devastating. Then you went to Seattle. Like, I, was, I was in Seattle. During when I was in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. So mind you, this is a time change and we're texting. And it's the COVID hotspot. And Seattle was where like the first cases of COVID that. were. It just like happened when, when I was there. Absolutely. And like, Who's to say that was really the first? You know, and I was hiking in the mountains. I okay. wasn't even around. She was she was outdoors, guys. Don't worry. So she was like, you know, I okay. I was one of those people that was like, I want to wait and see. And I think too, when I watched some of the, you know, I'm a reality TV junkie, which we'll talk about another time. But it's funny now. A lot of the episode or the seasons coming out now is all the people Dirty. when they were going through it, and it was like, I wish there was cameras on us, oh, I, so you could see what we were doing. But I wasn't one of those people that was like, oh, COVID's not real by any means. I knew it was real. Something was happening. Something was going on. But I didn't know how long it would go on in the sense of like, you think, oh, we're this country that has all these resources. Right. Like, give it a month. We're going to be good right. to go. So Marissa's like calling me and she's like going to the airport and she's like, I think that we need to start thinking about streaming. Something we've always wanted to do. Yes. And I didn't disagree with her. I was like, Heidi, we're fucked. We've got to do streaming like now. Tomorrow right. when I get home, we're starting. Right. And I was like, I didn't disagree that we needed to do it. I was just kind of like more pumping the brakes. Like this might blow over. Let's, right. let's see. Um, and I kid you not. By the time your flight took off and landed, we knew we had to do streaming. Yeah, I think I called you. I was like, see, I told you, yep. we're screwed. Those five hours you were in it the was air was like, it's pivotal. I'm dying laughing at how you probably didn't even have internet. And I'm I'm on the ground looking at all this shit. And it was like, by the time she landed, we were calling each other to be like, we're doing it. Right. And then it was, how the hell do we do it? Now it was like, what the fuck are we going to do? Right. So, um, I do want to talk about the evolution of streaming another time. Oh yeah. We got to do a whole episode on Cause that. it's, it's actually hysterical now looking back at it, but, um, just imagine not having an updated website to your liking, not having any way, shape or form to stream, no copyright, uh, you know, to music, um, nothing to record on. We didn't even know where we were doing it looked okay. How are we going to create these workouts that can translate from the machines to the floor yep. with limited to no props yep. and make it really great and effective? Yep. And I mean, we're talking, I mean, two weeks later, everything on Amazon, hand weights, bands, everything's gone. gone. So, um, you know, moving towards the end of March, that gets done. Then it's um, and, and it's such a huge accomplishment that again we'll touch on, but yeah, really leaning on all of our partners and the community yes. once again, which again we'll dive into. But that was, I mean, unreal. That was probably the two most stressful, sleepless weeks of my entire life, even to this day, right now. I think hands down. But um, we're very excited about where streaming is now. But anyways, so moving on. Then it was April, which is my birthday, and I had a Zoom birthday, and it was lame. Actually, it was bomb. I was all my bridesmaids. Um. I drank, which I never really did. I drank a whole bottle of wine that night. I was drunk, but it was super fun. We all laughed. And did the best we could. Again. We did the best we could. Um, so kind of moving into the summer, then it's like, okay, now people are like, I don't want to, what are you laughing at? I'm just laughing because what a summer. What a summer. It was just a lot. It was a lot. 
So we're like, okay, everyone's doing these live classes now. Yes. And um, that was our bread and butter. Like, we're going to be here at this time and this is who's teaching, like, show up and let's get after it. But we were so focused on streaming because we wanted people to be able to do it anytime, anywhere. We felt like that was a priority first. Definitely. And I'm also kind of laughing the stress level of, okay, we get streaming done. Now we have to figure out these Zooms. Remember, people couldn't even hear us on the first two. It was like oh we were God. underwater. We figured it out. You figured it out. But then it was like still in uh, on the forefront was we have signed this lease. Oh, like yeah. We Don't have forget to about build that. out and figure out when the heck we're going to open if we ever are. Yeah. So like that tied all in. I mean, I almost went off the edge. Yeah. I had to pull you back a little bit sure by, your, did. by your leggings and just say, get on back off that cliff, sis. Um, so yeah, I forgot about the whole the storefront. The, the lease is still lingering at this right. point. Like how are we going to pay for it? I, we have, I have no income. Right. I mean, yeah. at all. None of our trainers did. Right. So then June. So at this point now, trainers are up and popping. Zooms are Zooms, Zooms are popping. Long story short, June, July were kind of those months where it was like people started to think COVID was like going like decreasing. Mm -hmm. So like things started to be a, seeming a little more normal in the sense of like opening up again and right. like, all right, you know, but then we thought, you know what, no matter what happens, we have to fucking build this yeah, thing. We, we, we have to. We have to. So And we checked out, you know, what are other studios doing other businesses and if they're doing it. Right. How can we build and kind of emulate that with our touch and our flair and keep our clients safe? And so that was kind of like, can we, you know, wear masks and check out other studios or other businesses and yep. see? And we learned a lot by doing that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was it's time to sign that lease. And now we're yep. building. So basically in June, we decided to tell the landlord and the builder, like, all right, July 20th, like, I think it was a Monday. We're like, we're start this shit. Let's do it. So we did. And then... I mean, we've talked a little bit more, but we won't go into that today, just about, you know, what it took to build a studio Whew. while we were still recording streaming, while we're still running live Zooms, while gyms are still technically closed, um, and all of the things that came with that, um, opened in October. We continue to do streaming to this day. We just recorded four episodes last weekend and I wanted to die because I was so tired and it does take a lot out of you to just stay 100 on camera. It does. Um, and then we did away with Zooms for now. It's yep. too cold to do the outdoor boot camps, which we also had to forgot, come, about those. forgot about those, come up with, pick a spot, get a permit by the city to play music. Girl. Woo. So anyways, now here we are. I have almost been married a year, yeah. which is wild. We made it. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a big feat in a pandemic. It was, it most definitely was. Um, but I think that it's easy to say we are, we've learned a lot. We are stronger physically, mentally, emotionally than yes. we were at the beginning of this year. And I don't know about you, but I feel like with us together as a duo, with our team, with our client, with this freaking community, with now our podcast listeners, which we had over 150 listens on our last episode within like a couple days we didn't even know if anyone would even care about this. Yeah. Um, we are just, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep being stronger for everyone, for ourselves, for our families, for you guys. But it has been a fucking year. I think we say that every time we get together and it's been a busy day. Yep. I see Heidi at 4.30 in the morning. We're getting, you know, into the studio for class. I'm like, what a fucking year. What a year. Every day. Uh, but I, I really do think that going into 2021, we're back to guns blazing, but with cautious, cautiously optimistic yes. is kind of the, the new approach. Ooh, I like that you're going to be optimistic. We still got guns blazing, but we got to be cautious. We got to be safe and smart, but we still have to keep that optimistic flair that we're known for um, and, and continue to expand the brand, expand the excitement around it because there's so much excitement and love from us in the community. And, and just go into it with a, a refreshed mindset from where we were. Yeah. Two, two totally different people personally and business-wise. And that's only going to set us up for success for a new year. Yeah. Let's get this bread. Let's get this bread and maybe cheddar. Like, maybe like a wheat wrap. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. But I'm ready. You're ready. Let's do it. Let's do the damn thing. 
All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed our second episode and we are super excited for 2021. We hope you'll continue to listen. You'll continue to DM us, email us with any questions, comments, feedback that you have that we can talk about and otherwise signing off and what a year. Let's fucking get it. Let's get it. We just, we just dadded up by the way, guys, just boom, you know, boom. Man, I'm going hard. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Under the Blue Lights, West Kept Secret. Follow us on Instagram at West Kept Secret. Visit us at our studio in Charlotte and stream with us online, anywhere, at any time. And email us if you have any questions or want to collaborate, info at westkeptsecret.co. We hope you'll tune in to future episodes for more West Kept Secrets Revealed. Dope boys want me to abuse it. 